When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Father, season two, episodes four and five are over, but we are just getting started here on post show recaps with our coverage of uh, the new Hulu show, the sequel to How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Father. I am Adam H here with you week after week, a week every other week, other week after every. There's a there's a better way to phrase that, and I just didn't do it, but that's okay because I'm not alone. Someone here uh, is 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 able to help me kind of fix all of these phrasing issues. Uh, Sarah. Sarah Ferguson, not only are you here with me today and every time we get together to talk about this show, you are literally here with me in the same place. We are together, Sarah. Hello. I know. Hello. Now, I do have to ask you, first and foremost, did you just invite me here so that I can be your pathetic friend (laughs) and you can be like... Oh, I'm, my life is so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so of course. So much better than yours. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that's what it was. Yeah. But then the secret is, is that maybe you're my pathetic friend? Exactly. I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah I got here. So, yeah. you know, we're in the same place I got here. And then you showed me this book that's like my loser friend, Adam. And then <laughs> I just, out of nowhere, like you just had this with you. You it was didn't like, like it? 
Well, it was a little pointed, you know, it was a yeah. little, uh, you know, it, it made me, uh, made me reevaluate some life choices. Yeah. I've had to make some tough calls, some hard decisions, but I, you know, overall, as long as I don't end up getting canceled in a public crowd and being, you know, triggered or whatever what happened there, I think I'm okay. Yeah. You're, you're good. I do think that that our conflict is only going to make our relationship better towards yeah. the future. Yeah. I think that, I think that this is a huge step for us in huge just kind of step. getting over that book and, you know, being able to, to, yeah. to overcome. Yeah. Um, overall, I mean, what did you enjoy these two episodes of how I met your father? <laughs> I think they were okay. I think that, you know, uh, th- they weren't bad. I think we had kind of, um, we had a stinker earlier in the season, which is, you know, unfortunate. I think these were okay. Um, I would put them probably on par with most of season one. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that there are moments where it's very clear that the show is finding itself. And I think that like, it's kind of coming into its own a little bit and still taking some from How I Met Your Mother. And I think that there were multiple times throughout these two episodes where, um, especially when they're using flashbacks or they're like going through with, uh, you know, uh, the, the way that they choose to do the storytelling of flashing back once and then flashing back again to give us more information is very How I Met Your Mother. And I really, really like that they're kind of embracing some of that. Yeah. Um, we don't get a lot from old Sophie these couple episodes. Not a no, lot from her not, at but all. But like, I feel like I'm okay with that. Are you? I feel like I am. I think that, um, I do think that I like being in the present in this show. Okay. We never saw Bob Saget or older Ted. We did not. We only heard him. So, I mean, seeing older Sophie play by Kim Cattrall is kind of a new experience for a fan of this show. No. My only concern about how I met your father in general is that the things that I like the most about How I Met Your Father is when they make an ode or like they replicate stuff that they did in How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. And like that concerns me a little. It concerns you because you don't think that there's enough I to don't take know. to keep it interesting? No, I mean like I'm I'm interested. It's definitely keeping my attention. It's just that I don't know if it's going to be its own thing. Like, is it always going to be a little sister to How I Met Your Father? Uh, How I Met Your Mother, excuse me. I mean, I think it's a really good question. Like, I guess the thing that I would come back to, is it trying to be anything other than that? I mean, like, the theme song is literally the same. Uh, You have, like, the same storytelling. Like, it's the same premise. Same character. Well, similar characters are popping up. So I guess instead of a remake, it's in a way, like, a continuation. But... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I... So I did watch season two, episode four, Pathetic Deirdre... Uh, last week mm-hmm. and I was kind of cold on it a little bit. Okay. I think that on a second watch, I think I appreciated it a little bit more, save from a few things that we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the second episode, uh, episode five, ride or die, because I felt like it kind of moved the ball forward a little bit. It certainly did move the ball forward, and I think that there were a few key relationships there where I loved seeing the combination. Mm-hmm. And I think that like uh, Sophie and and Valentina, I, like those two together, I think are really fun um, and interesting. We got a lot of good kind of like you know in cahoots with them, and I think that like we've been missing that a little bit this yeah. season. The um, Ellen and Jesse, I actually really enjoyed that Ellen got to like 
be with Jesse in any capacity in that episode. They yeah. finally gave her something. I, we'll talk about in episode four. I hated that storyline so much. I am sick and tired of the show treating her like a clown. Yeah, I mean, they really do. They don't give her a lot, right? Like, they really are not... Yeah, the whole thing in episode four, like, maybe maybe there were some laughs there. Maybe there was whatever, but... Um, it wasn't anything significant. And then the other thing that I did really like about episode five, they they didn't stray away from allowing their two kind of best friend main characters to have a little bit of a tiff, right? Yeah. And but they they like didn't make us sit in that for too long. And that moment um, at the end uh, where they kind of like come together, uh, I really really appreciated that. Um, I do too. Yeah, I thought it worked really well too. Just like the reveal of the the phone call, and then you know we'll talk about the the bro conversation <laughs> as well. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I overall enjoyed it. I think five was really strong. I think four was okay. And I, yeah. you know, as we're what now quarter of the way through the season, like we still have the vast majority of the season left. So I think that we're feeling um, hopeful. I think we're in a good we're in a good spot. We're feeling good. You know, feeling good. Um, also, uh, just the one character that I would love to see more of that we got almost none of these two episodes. Hannah, where's Hannah? What? I don't. This is. Just I ridiculous. told you she's not even part of the group. I but told like, you that. But like, she should be part of Why? the group because Why? Like, Sid is a major part of the. Is group. Is she casted as a guest character? Uh, Ooh, guest that's starring. A good question. I think she's. I believe that she is. So I don't think that she's meant to be part of our core. Six. I would like her. And to do be we part even need a core seven? I don't think so. No, no, no. Well, uh, okay. I, I'm down to like get rid of one. Sometimes it's okay to get rid of some of your friends. But the problem is that like, <laughs> it's okay. Tell us how you really feel, Sarah. Name names. <laughs> Who are we getting rid of? I'm just saying that as you get older, especially when you get into your 30s, it's all about quality and not quantity. Okay. Um. Does it, okay. I'm and not it in my starts 30s. with you. It starts with me. I'm done. Because you're. Pathetic Adam. No, yeah, I'm just joking. Pathet- yeah, ex- <laughs> no, yeah, ex- I think you're okay. a keeper, to be honest Our keeper, I'm only 25, so I don't have these hard decisions to make for a while. Yeah, exactly. So I have some time to think about, yeah, think about those you. decisions. Um, okay, let's get into it. Season 2, Episode 4, Pathetic Deirdre. Um, tough name for the episode <laughs> overall. I mean, yeah. it really, I mean, we kind of get to see Valentina and Sophie be mean girls, which yeah. I don't think is a look that we've really seen from them before. They've been silly. Yeah. They've been messy. They haven't been mean girls, but I'm not going to lie, especially right after college when, I mean, so oh, I went no. to, no, no, no. I went to interior design school. Yes. So it's. Basically, mostly girls. There is one guy in our class. Um, side question: That yeah. guy probably got a lot of action. Yeah, he had a girlfriend the entire time. Oh, what are you doing? No. Oh my! And they're still goodness. together now. So okay. good for them. I guess good for yeah, them. good for them. But yeah, one guy. And when it got very competitive when we graduated, in the sense of. Um, who got jobs mm-hmm. and like, especially since we're all competing for the same interior design jobs. So like, I do understand like the idea of maybe I need somebody else comparatively to make me feel better than where I'm at. But yeah. I never purposely sought out people that were at a different stage of life than me to make me feel better about myself. Yeah. And I, that's a good, I mean, that's good. Yeah. I mean, great. It's healthy. Yeah. 
it wasn't cute to see that from Sophie and Valentina, no. especially because we really like Sophie and we've spent a lot of energy saying how much better Sophie is than Ted yes. as the main protagonist character. But you know, it's not fun seeing her like make fun of this Deidre girl. No. Um, I do like how they, do I like how they turned it around? I think I liked that they were turning it around, but then I was like, the lesson was that, you know what? It's okay if you're mean because they're probably mean about you. Is that like a lesson that we want to learn? I and see like that's not like that's not a good lesson <laughs> at all. Um, and then like the you know uh, Deirdre was like making a whole living about this and like profiting off of it, which I actually think that like had Sophie and Valentina not found out about what was happening and she was just making a bunch of money off the book, like that kind of would have been. Like karmic justice, and instead everyone yeah. ends up feeling bad, and they get rewarded. So <laughs> like then, it, yeah, it yeah. doesn't really make a ton of so sense. So then, like everyone gets mad at her, and then like all of her fans start heckling her, and then she really does become yeah. like sad Deidre because everybody's like trying to like throw tomatoes at her. Yes, I would not want to be throwing tomatoes at. Have you ever thrown tomatoes at someone? No, as you, you know, as you tomatoes? know, tomatoes are the only thing that I'm passionate about yeah. in this world. Yeah, I would never. That's a waste of tomatoes. Yeah, you should have seen Sarah cut up the tomatoes for the salad that we had earlier. It was very meticulous. Like it was like she loved those tomatoes. Yeah, with all yeah. Of her heart. It's like it's like cutting a tomato with love. Yeah, it is. I'm also a very good cucumber cutter. Did you see that? Um, I did. Yeah. yeah, we had mini cucumbers. Yeah, and uh, I shaved like four sides of it to make it fancy. Oh. Yeah. I think I got one of like the, I don't know. Oh, like, you got the, one of the shavings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that doesn't really book well. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, okay. So we start off this episode. I will say I did like some of the beginning callback here. So Ellen uh, is getting ready. It is her, it is her first day. Love that for at her. Goliath National Bank. Goliath National Bank. That's a very fun callback. Yeah, of really, course, really fun. That's um, that's is that where Barney worked? Where Barney worked, Marshall worked there for, for a spell for a bit, and remember, where he was um, absolutely miserable. He hated his life. With I the mean, Bilson. of course, yeah. I think that the the toxic energy at Goliath National Bank. I remember just being awful. It was very broy. It was a perfect place for Barney, yeah. but not for Marshall, who all he really wanted to do was philanthropic work and not um, work for charity, nonprofit work. And that's not like the conglomerate that Goliath National Bank is. So it's interesting to see Ellen here because you would not think her of being like a corporate girl. Honestly, I thought she worked for Big Kale. I well, she did like did farm stuff right back in uh, what was it, Nebraska, Iowa? Sure, something like that. Yeah. She did like farm stuff. Would you stuff. call those uh, like flyover states or truck stop? States? I would not. No, I wouldn't. I would call them totally valid, valid states, states. That if you're from there, we have a lot of respect for you, and would never say something of you know like yeah. that to them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what uh, the saying was at Goliath back in How I Met Your Mother when they liked something? Like they said, something was good. They would always say, what? Do you remember? There's a little, little, little high metro mode trivia here. Goodness gracious. Uh, big win at the big GN bank. <laughs> Is that what it was? Uh, no, they said oh. steak sauce. Do you remember that? They said steak <laughs> sauce. Do you remember that? <laughs> like something is good. <laughs> like steak sauce. Why? Because like, steak A1, sauce is good. I think A1, A1 is good. The, uh, yeah. You know what I think of when I think of A1? What? 
the Excel cell A1. A- oh, we open up <laughs> an Excel spreadsheet. That's the only A1 I know. Okay, so some people are thinking steak sauce. Sarah's up in a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, basically, essentially. We love to see it. Uh, but Ellen is girl bossing it up, getting ready. She's drinking green juice as well. And yeah. I, like the, I only bring it up because in our fridge, yeah. very close to us, Sarah, you bought green juice. And, and I had no idea what it was. And I've, I haven't tried it. Will you try my green juice? Like right now? Should I try it live on the podcast? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll do it live on the podcast. Okay. I'll try it. I don't know how. Okay, hold on. Yeah. You uh, continue talking about uh, her and her green juice. And I liked her song, Walking Down the Street. Yeah. It was very, very fun. I Yeah, I really love this moment. So she's like girl bossing it up, talking about like, you know, how, how awesome it is that she's, you know, doing this. She has this great job. She's like working for corporate and she's, you know, she's doing great. And I, I will say I like Ellen being successful um, because I think that like we haven't seen a ton of that thus far. We've seen her like embrace like some of that failure that she experienced and rejection that she experienced earlier. Uh, but we have not seen her like find a lot of success. Uh, and yeah. we did see that. Yeah. Sarah has now handed me. Yeah. The green juice. Green juice, yeah. So this one, I'm personally, I like the naked juice. This one's Bolthouse Farms. It tastes just like the naked juice one. And what is in this? Because it looks about as green and slimy yeah. as you could get. So there's there's fruit in there. There's pineapple, I okay. think apple, maybe okay. like a pear moment. But uh, greens, I think there's spinach and kale in there. It's really good, though. Okay, all right. I'm going to really try good. it right okay. now. All right, go. Okay, he's drinking the green juice. Okay. That's it, not terrible. It doesn't... If I would have, like, just drank that, yeah. not knowing it was green, yeah, I think I would have thought it was, like, a modified pineapple juice. Yeah, so the thing is, is that I do think that the green juice of it throws people off. It looks... Horrible. It looks abhorrent. Like, but truly, it looks terrible. I know. I've tried to get so many people to try my green juice, cause, yeah. um, but nobody will. And I actually usually... Well... I have historically made my own green smoothies oh, or green juice. Okay. I'm like very much a big advocate for green juice because the thing is, is that um, I think that it's very good for my skin when I've been on like a constant green juice thing, very okay. hydrated. But anyway, like that's why Ellen looks so good. Yeah, she does. Walking she down looks the glowing. She's yeah. so excited. She's walking down the street, singing her song. And then as she leaves, Sophie and Valentina are like, wait a minute. She just got here. And she's now super successful. And we've been here forever. We need to pick me up. And they decide that they need to reach out to their quote unquote friend. Mm-hmm. Pathetic Deirdre. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. Big yikes here. Yeah, it was a yikes <laughs> moment. Uh, they got way too excited to invite pathetic Deirdre. And then is this where we start to see the little montage of what this is? And yeah. essentially... I think like what's most interesting about this montage was the different perspectives of how what Valentina and Sophie thought these conversations went down versus what we got later in the episode of how Deirdre um, experienced this and even where it comes down to how their hair was done or the clothing that they wore. I think that I really is an interesting think piece to see how people perceive different situations so incredibly differently based off their own perspective. So if anything, I appreciate that. What I don't appreciate is, as we were mentioning earlier, I don't like to see our favorite characters or our main characters 
being a mean girl because being mean girls because I don't know and like some of the things that they were making fun of it's like she lives in Jersey like what a loser you know because of course all people from New Jersey are losers yeah. which is absolutely ludicrous oh that's not true Sarah Okay, so like the secret is is that well, not really a secret because I think it's one of my main personality features is that uh, mm. I have lived in New Jersey uh, most of my life. Most of your life. The only times I didn't live in New Jersey is when I lived in Long Island for college for a year and a half. Uh huh. So I'm from New Jersey, but the thing is is that Teacher got um an, a a condo in Hoboken, and that is expensive. Mm. So it's like a miniature New York. So she's obviously not doing a terrible job there. Um, they don't like or they made fun of the fact that she doesn't want to go partying with them, that she wanted to like stay home at night. Uh, they made fun of the fact that she's writing a memoir. Um, all these things. Uh, Will you ever write a memoir, Sarah? No, I'm absolutely... Utterly uninteresting. What would I write my memoir about? What do you mean? What would you write your memoir about? I you suppose so it, many the answer is me. Like I would. Yeah. Write, I mean, that's a, that's, uh, that's usually, what a memoir. Usually, what memoirs is. are about. I don't know if I have much to say, and I think that that is actually a good thing about myself. Is that like I'm? I know I'm not that interesting enough to write a memoir. Like you know, hmm. maybe good self awareness. Yeah, plenty. I have plenty of self awareness. Plenty of self Just a, Yeah. Um, okay. Then uh, we go to Pemberton's where we see Jesse and Meredith. I, by the way, still don't love the name Pemberton's. Like it is not growing on me. Is that the name? It is. Yeah. The name of the bar. Yeah. It's really is. not memorable. Not at all. I Like it's, it's too many syllables. Actually, it's the same amount of syllables as McLaren's. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe we just need something like Sal's. Pember. Like Pember is a weird. Pems. Like pem, Pems. 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 Should we call it Pems? Yeah, Pems. We go to Pems. Yeah, I love Pems. Uh, yeah, I could do Pems. There we go. Um, and they're shooting a video for the M Heads. Okay, this the is M Heads so of annoying. Meredith. Okay, <laughs> so like you know, I, everybody, I'm a Taylor Swift fan, but I refuse to say I'm a Swifty because it really makes me want to. She's a Swifty. It's it's she's I a huge Swifty. I don't like like the the Lady Gaga's monsters and. Like, the beehive. Like, why can't we just say, like, hi, I'm a Beyonce fan, you know? Like, why do we have it to have a name? I think some of them are good. I, admittedly, I like the... Mo- I don't think it's used very often, but I like the monsters for Lady Gaga. I think that is, like, a cool, you know... Yeah. Like, a cool name. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How many M-heads are there out there? More than I would have thought. And this is like, <laughs> I don't know. This is like part of it because even as we yeah. see at the concert in the next episode, there's like too many people here relative to how good of a singer she is. Like yeah. that, it's like, it's not making Can sense to me. Can we not disrespect Layton Meester? But because like, she was in Country Strong and that was life changing. Uh, okay. Am, would you watch Country Strong with me? Uh, what is it about? It's about, it's like Nashville. Remember Nashville? Like the city? Uh, so it's basically about a country singer who made is she it the singer. She is the smaller country singer yeah. that's starting to raise in popularity. And Gwyneth Paltrow, who is the who main country, sing. sing, is like, 
excuse me, little miss, yeah. you cannot hold a candle to me. That's I'm the facts. star. Yeah. And Lane Meester is like, I'm a country girl. Mm. I have my country songs I'm singing. Okay, I'm team Gwyneth Paltrow in okay. this situation. I'll, I'll at least show you some music okay. from Country Yeah, I would Strong. listen to like a song there. Maybe yeah, because I think that she's a better singer than... Uh, Nothing that the, we're seeing on this show yeah. indicates. I'm, I'm convinced. She also made a couple of pop songs, but anyway. Oh, okay. The M-Heads are diehard. Yeah. They're diehard. They're getting ready to announce their tour. Uh, Sid is not happy, like, you know, as he's looking over. We had seen some of the drama from, from Sid and yeah. uh, Jesse before. That's going to keep going. Um, then we see Charlie come in. Yet again, Charlie continues to be probably my favorite character I'm definitely on the show. warming up to him a lot. I really liked him these two episodes. I think that, you know, like he is always so sweet and yeah. always so funny. And He's very funny. I think that this was a funny episode for him because of his obsession with Derek Jeter. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> how many times did he say Derek Jeter a in lot this of episode? Times. Yeah. So Derek Jeter obviously is like a, like, I don't know if he's like probably one of the most popular modern day Yankees. Oh yeah. You would say. So the, th- the, you know, I met Derek Jeter like in the beginning of his career. Oh my gosh. Did yeah. you sleep with him? No, as a child, <laughs> I met him. Um, I because my dad worked for the Yankees for many years, mm-hmm. and we were in the parking lot. And like my dad knew that I thought he was like super cute. Yeah. So he introduced me to Derek Jeter in the parking lot. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he got out of his Jaguar, and I got to meet him. There you and go. And I was like smitten, smitten as a kitten. Spend as a kid. And this was many years before all of the adultery. Yeah. You know, my, my, the saddest thing, I mean, my dad probably had so much good Yankee gossip. Mm-hmm. And the saddest thing is that, besides the fact that I lost my dad pretty young, but besides that, was that I never got to learn the Yankee tea from my dad. And you think that he would have, like, told you? Oh, my um, God, yes. He said, I remember him telling me, like, he was like, when you get older, like, I'll tell you stories. Like, he literally said that. That is a, that, it. I'll tell you right now. There is a memoir. Like, that is what we need the memoir. That's, that's why we, we write the, memoir the memoirs, for. right? Yeah, tons of adultery, tons of cheating. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, professional sports teams. Like, there's, you know, yeah. so much going yeah. on Yeah, what a big mess. Because he traveled with them as well. Yeah. So, there you go. Whatever. Um, Charlie is telling Sid that he's dated dating again. And by dating, he means no strings attached or doinking. Uh, he uses doinking. And I love uh, I love the word doinking. Also love so the word we're up on, doinking. We're up on doinking. Much better than other words or phrases. Yeah. I mean, because I, it's, it's the fun. Like the oink. Having an oink in a word is almost always a good thing. I think. Bib, very um, pro pig. Very pro pig. This is a pro pig <laughs> podcast. Pro pig podcast, absolutely. The PPP. Uh, yeah, the take tri- your loans away. P, just yeah. propane. Um, and we look over and see Jesse and Meredith rubbing noses yeah, in public. Yeah, they're being really obnoxious. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, I, it was so gross. They were, it's just, never do that. Um, and we flash to a, a very like heavy production scene. It was very, very fun. Ellen gets the full girl boss. We see... Uh, you know, rich city bitch Ellen right on the right on the screen, the kind of the title cards. Uh, they even do like the fancy music as she's walking up. Um, and she arrives at work at Goliath National Bank, needs a pass to get up. She wants to hop in the elevator with her boss, whatever. Little exchange there. Uh, and then she goes towards the stairs um, and find out that she's on the 51st floor. I don't know how you don't know this uh, beforehand. What were you going to do when you got in the elevator? Just like wing it, whatever. 
she needs to go to 31st floor. He's like, nope, not doing that. That's not going to work for me. Tries to get back out. And the door on the first floor is locked and you can't get out. My worst nightmare. This is just the biggest fire hazard. The, the worst fire hazard that's ever, I mean... This is a huge problem. This is terrible. I think that this is actually potentially like a lawsuit. This is a huge lawsuit. Yeah. Like a massive one. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not a lawyer. I don't do law. Yeah. Only only on weekends. Only on weekends. Uh, this could be a law advice podcast, though. I think we have enough mm. just common knowledge. Common sense. Yeah. Common, enough common, common sense, knowledge. I think. Yeah. You should sue for this. Um, and so <laughs> she, she starts climbing and, and we'll get back to that. But like. That's the that's the whole thing. That's not the solution. No, it's never the solution. It's not. I'm the banging solution. on that first floor door. Yeah, for I forget. A long Did time. she try calling the front desk? I don't think that we saw her try calling anyone at any point. Well, this is like the thing is, like, you know, she's an intelligent woman. She works for Big Kale. You know, why do we have to make her a clown? Why do we have to make her? Yeah. You know, somebody who is unintelligent and dumb and I don't know. I, I don't love the fact that they are sacrificing. She feels relegated, right? Well, she's just so, uh, yeah, absolutely. And just feels like very one dimensional Yeah, and it's really not fair for the actress and it's not fair for the audience. Which is frustrating because I think that if we would have seen her kind of get, just get into work, be in the meeting, have like workplace shenanigans with her or is like, she's trying to deal with, you know, starting a new job at a big company where maybe she doesn't, whatever. Like that could be interesting and could yeah. be fun for her. Why does it have to be like climbing 50 floors? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. It just is, it's brutal. Um, we go back to the girls. Uh, Deirdre texts them back saying that she has a book reading. Uh, and they're like, a book reading? A book reading? For what? Oh, maybe she mistyped. It was book cleaning. Um, I, have you ever done a book cleaning, Sarah? I mean, they sometimes get dusty on your bookshelf. Do, do they get dusty? Yeah. I have not dusted my books. I should probably do that. Oof. It's been years. Woof. I'm really concerned about oh, all no. the dust on your books. Okay. I guess I'd rather it be there than anywhere else in my... Anywhere else? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's not a book cleaning. Uh, they get there and they find out that the book that she's reading was written by her, was written by Deirdre. Shocking. Um, she wrote the book and it's all about meeting Sophie... And yeah. Valentina. The book was called uh, Toxic Ways to... She Talks. She I think, Talks. Right? She Talks. That's um, yeah. And she, she starts like reading it opens right up. Let's begin. And she yeah. starts like right in the middle. I'm more, I just remember that there was a lot of pink, which I like. Yeah. There, would you make your memoir pink? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, well, at some point we need to come up with a name for what your memoir is going to be. Okay. But we'll get there. Um Charlie is still in the bar. Uh, he's like absolutely thriving. He's living his best life. How could you not? He, How could you not? Yeah. He's uh, like, the, you know, attractive British person, single, young in New York. Like he's going, he's, he's, the world is his oyster. Um, he tells Sid that he sends a post hookup gift basket. Love it. A post hookup gift basket. Uh, uh, I've never done this. I would go on more hookups if that was the case. You would go. You would hook up more if I every time you got a gift a basket. basket. Oh What's, my god! What is yes. inside your ideal gift basket? You had to pick like let's yeah a couple you know a couple things. What's in there? I'm sorry, but the first thing that came to mind was Plan B. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then and then it just goes blank. And then that's it. Just okay. Imagine. Can you imagine, Sarah? <laughs> Maybe chocolate. Okay. Okay. So for for my next hookup, Sarah. Afterwards, I am gonna send them um, a big basket of just a bunch of. And being chocolate. Like, that'll be the... Honestly, I think that that's all you need. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Those are the big two. Um, I would I would certainly want, like, wines and cheeses and, yeah. uh, you know, stuff like that. Maybe, yeah. like, a nice spread of some kind. Um, very nice. Very nice. But he's sending baskets. Maybe not a great idea. Uh, no, I think that I think that there's the majority of people will feel like that was a transaction and not a personal experience and not yeah. be... A fan of that. I, however, am very materialistic. Okay, and you're totally okay with basket. transactional. I'm pro gifts. I okay. love gifts. So you would view it as more of a Presents. part of the experience. Like the gift basket is a part of the. So hookup. my favorite thing about a wedding is in the bathrooms. Usually, there's a basket of goodies, like. <laughs> like there's feminine products, there's deodorant, there's hairspray. Yeah. There's uh all Advil. I love wedding Advil. Yeah. Well, I mean you're <laughs> I mean I'm just saying the baskets are really exciting. I think mm-hmm. that you if you put something in a basket, then automatically it's 10 times better. Okay, so you're you're pro wicker. Yeah, I I, I think I can say I'm pro wicker. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, rattan. Um you know, rattan, rattan furniture. Okay. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I was not thinking that. I was thinking armoire. Get it? Yeah. From the Jeff. Yeah. Screw yeah. You. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. So. They're recording the video. Jesse and, Jesse video. and Meredith are recording their announcement and they hit record and Meredith starts talking a ton. Jesse's trying to get a word in and she's just not letting him at all. They're trying to announce yeah. it. She's not letting him get anything in and they you know finished that first recording they're like oh i feel like i you know didn't get a good thing there and she was like really i feel like you were talking the whole time mm. and so they record again it's a whole thing i uh, this is I, I don't think i've liked meredith basically the whole time because no. i haven't seen her do a ton Mm-mm. um and the question was posited last podcast where we talked about does meredith actually love jesse now versus like what sid saw previously because there's a world where we you know we talked about like sid's anger and frustration of like she doesn't really love you is that still valid now we didn't really know i feel like the show's telling us pretty clearly yeah in this episode it's pretty evident that it's i think that number i i think that j street the song did not blow up i don't know if she would have given as much uh, entertainment and getting back together with Jesse. I yeah. think that she saw it as a really good um, like b- PR opportunity to get back with Jesse and yeah. then uh, you know have that boost her career and obviously something like that could is very marketable oh, like yeah. we see in the second episode. And I think that that's what she's chasing. I think that she's chasing the fame and not necessarily true love. And Jesse's a lover. He just wants to be, you know, he loved Meredith. He, uh, hit, uh, Meredith denying the proposal was heart-wrenching from him, from, for him. And I think that we do get a clearer picture of what's going on with Meredith and how she feels. Yeah. And she seems to be really into 
herself, advan- herself <laughs> certainly, and advancing her music career. And then furthermore, I think that she see. I think I agree with Sidley. She sees herself as the main character in her life, and Jesse is sadly just a supporting character. Just the little sidekick, unfortunately for uh, for Jesse. Um, we see Ellen climbing. She is struggling. We get this montage of her like up, you know, floor twenty, whatever, thirty, whatever, yeah, all the way to fifty one. Um, I'm straight up not climbing fifty one floors. No, like there's actually not anything that is on that fifty first floor that I would that I would ever do it. Physically possible. Number two, <laughs> is she? checking each and every yeah this was my question door. too because we don't see it we just see her go straight up and i'm just like you're telling me all 50 of them are locked from yeah. here like that makes no sense that makes no sense it There's no way. or that somebody else doesn't come yeah. through the fire exit or anything anything like that it's just really and I just, it's very silly, so. Yeah, it's ridiculous. She gets up to that 51st floor, finds, like, another closet, and then that door locks behind her, and it's just ridiculous. Um, We go back to the book reading very briefly, uh, and this is where they realize uh, that Deirdre thought of Sophie and Valentina as her pathetic friends. Mm -hmm. It gets reversed. Uh, More on that in just a second, because this was just a very short scene. Um, Charlie is talking about the baskets. They're still recording. Meredith and Jesse are... Um, they're still recording and, uh, you know, Jesse starts to talk in the video more. And the thing we're talking about is who took who back, who, uh, mm-hmm. who made the decision and stuff like that. Sid's watching. He, he breaks, he breaks a few glasses in frustration, but my question to you, Sarah, yeah. uh, who took who back? What is the, what's the, what's, is this important? How important is this kind of thing? I think it's important only when one person is trying to, I don't know, like, take credit i think that it shouldn't really matter but mm-hmm. in my perspective this is what happened she wrote j street he heard about j street she tried to go after him he at first was like Meh, and then he went over to her she pled her case and in my opinion he took her back he took her back i think yeah. i agree with you yeah i think i agree with you um, she does not see it that way. She is trying to put what, it. How did she, it's not like he was like his life was fine before J Street. He was living his. I mean, like it wasn't great, but it was fine. He was like crushing on Sophie. Like yep. everything was like. Well, that didn't go very well. Going fine, but, but you know, she reached out to him by her doing the initial reach out. She, I mean, there's it shouldn't be a power dynamic, but then she put the ball in his court. Yes. Uh, very much so. Uh, and, uh, you know, who took who back? It doesn't really matter. Uh, she does say it's like more of a vibes thing a little bit later. But, you know, all right, we're back to the book reading. Uh, Deirdre is continuing, saying that, uh, you know, they, they, they are what they uh, called could be worsies. Could that be worsies. Could be worsies. Um, mm-hmm. That name could not be worsies. Like, truly, could be worsies. What a terrible. <laughs> could be better. Yeah, could be way better. What constitute a could be worsie? Uh, well, it's like a pathetic friend, right? Like someone. Oh, who it's going, her version of yeah. It's her pathetic. version of the pathetic yeah. friend. Uh, because oh, this she is, could be like they. Okay, they are her life. Her could be worse. Yeah, it could. Like my life could be worse. Yeah, like you. Yeah, like, I, think, I am your could be. Worse-y. I think I'm. The, I'm. If I think I'm more into being like, oh, it's pathetic Deirdre. Yeah, yeah, my the pathetic friends. Yeah, and then this is where we flash back to the same stories as before, but they this time it's from I really her did perspective. Like this, this yeah. is probably my favorite part of the episode is that how it did get turned around, and we see. 
like once again I really loved how they changed the wardrobe and hair how um, we see Valentina and Sophie looking very disheveled after yes. a night of drinking um, you know the armoire memoir joke that you did not just laugh at um, when I mentioned furniture yeah. but I thought that was funny mm-hmm. uh, so I think I, I did like this, but um, not enough to constitute this as a good episode. No, and, and I think, like, the thing for me that could have made this even more interesting is if it wasn't mean on both sides. Yeah. Right? Because I just don't know if we needed those main characters to be as mean. I think this could have been very interesting to have both groups, um, like, view the other one as... They're yeah. like whatever could be worseies, but then also like not have the mean part of it because I think that like both Sophie and Valentina living their young person life and partying and whatever and doing fine is fine. Like that's whatever. It's like their lifestyle, and I think that like her getting a condo or living in Jersey or writing a book is fine. Whatever, live your life. Like you don't need to. But like because they framed it in a way that both sides thought that the other one was pathetic. Basically, mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it hurt. Because I, I think, think that if like, like even you know, there. I think, like, it could have been left at that. And I think, like, that could have been a kind of, like, an interesting story of, like, just once again how everyone's perspectives are different. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, then we had to take a step further and then be, like, actually, like, you know, what happens in the rest of the episode where there's a whole gang of people, you know, yeah. Ganging up on Deirdre. I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Almost immediately they get mad at her. They're, you know, they called her pathetic Deirdre. They kind of talk it out. They explain it. They're like on a stage also as she was like doing this yeah. book reading. Yeah. She says that it's a classic tale of toxic twisting. And they start, you know, kind of fighting in public. Deirdre's like calling them annoying and like can't do it. Someone from the crowd says that Deirdre is still the toxic one. Uh, then she says that they find them triggering and the crowd gets upset oh, about yeah. that Oh, yeah. So that was the it's interesting thing. thing. Yeah. So like she was saying that I'm toxic, not necessarily. Deidre was like, I'm toxic and I'm trying to be no longer toxic. And then by her saying that Sophie and Valentina are annoying, that equals the fact that she's toxic. It, yeah. You know, you know, it's gang in the weeds here. Like the, the point is, is that it's like pretty dumb. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Well, talk about pretty dumb. Ellen's crawling through the vents. Very uh, dumb. <laughs> Why is this in every single movie and trope? There's yeah. always a crawling through. Who's the first person to crawl through a vent so that this becomes <laughs> a storyline in media so often? Okay. I just I know that you don't play the game or and didn't listen to the podcast, but Final Fantasy VII has uh, near the end of the game there yeah. is a part where you climb like fifty plus floors. Yeah. And then you go into a vent to overhear me. So are you saying that there is direct plagiarism I, of maybe. How I Met Your Father the, from Final The only Fantasy? difference is there's no Tomas. Like, there- <laughs> <laughs> that makes it all the difference. There's no what, Tomas. Who is there, Link instead or oh whoever? Oh my gosh. She like oversees the meeting that she's supposed to be in. Also... Oh my god. I like this is so stupid. They're like, "Okay, let's start the meeting with our yeah. classic meeting start item, attendance, yeah, because we'll we're call. in second grade." And yeah. this I've never in my life been part of a corporate meeting that has taken attendance, Sarah. Never. 
No, no, except for jury duty. They did take attendance. They and, took attendance for jury duty? Yeah, and honestly, it took two hours to get through. Two hours for attendance? How many jurors are there? Because how they did it was, it was uh, for the very first round, there's like 300 of us. So Why does it even matter that all 300 of you were there? Oh, my God. So they had to God. take roll call. Okay. It was Whoever awful. was organizing that system should not be organizing that system. <laughs> oh my god, it was unbearable. Three hundred for uh, that would just be terrible. Um, no corporate meeting ever starts by taking attendance, so this was pretty dumb. And then she like falls through the vent yeah. as Tomas is. Uh, it's uh, like I, well, I, you know, the funny moment of Ellen kind of like getting back up, be like, ah, oh, nice to meet you, Tomas. <laughs> like that was funny, but. Every other thing surrounding this whole storyline is just so dumb. Yeah, I hated it. it. I really did. It was just not it. Um, Okay, then we go back. Jesse's upset uh, because of, you know, the fight they're having. Meredith, uh, she agrees on the facts of who took who back, as Jesse explains it. But what are the vibes? What are the vibes? The vibes are that Meredith says that she's the main character. And that's exactly how she feels. A hundred percent. Yeah. Jesse is but the love interest. Do you feel like you're a main character or a supporting role in your own life? I feel like I am like the I don't even know if it's a supporting role. I feel like I am the like tertiary, like funny uncle that like comes mm. in sometimes and like gets like maybe an occasional laugh and then just kind of like is there. Yeah. You know? I think that most people kind of just feel that sense of, gosh, like, I kind of just feel like I'm not the main character in my own story. Yeah. Um, You're a main character, though, I feel like. No? Really? I think you are. No? Mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't really see myself that way. Is that, a, is this a ploy? Is this, like, a bit? No, is I'm being serious. Okay. I, I think it comes from, like, a mentality of, like, from childhood of always just feeling like second best yeah, and like <laughs> picked last type of mentality. Mm. And I think that it's interesting because when people grow up like that, with that mentality, you never really grow out of it. No, you definitely don't. Um, Meredith though, Meredith is that way. prime main character. That's all yeah. she cares about. She cares about herself so much. But guess um, what? I saw the credits and it said guest starring. Well, That's I mean, a supporting role favorite did uh, your one. Exactly. Yeah. Take that, Marina. Take that. Um, we see Sid kind of ask if Jesse is okay. I really, this is, uh, I mean, so this is where things get a little dicey at the end here, but I did really enjoy this. So yes, if Jesse's okay, they're kind of talking about it. Sid is like, I wanted to hold my tongue, but, and uh, direct quote, you deserve someone who actually loves you. Mm-hmm. Jesse's just kind of like, you know, doesn't really think about it much. He's like, Okay. And then leaves. He's like, you know, a little upset about that, obviously. Sid also seems upset at himself for kind of saying it or like um, maybe maybe feeling it. But, I, feel, you know, there, there's like a, a general sentiment of frustration at the situation, I think. Yeah, of course. And that's like really unfortunate. I think it's really frustrating when you see a partner that's not great for your friend. Yeah. And they just can't see it. And there's I'm honestly... The best thing that you can do as a friend in that situation is just what Sid did is be there to support them because when it all comes crashing down, they need somebody there. They don't need you to tell them to do this, do that, or break up with them. They just need you to be a supporting person, not supporting 
character. Not a sporting character. Not, but, but just a supporting, a supporting friend. Yeah. Well, and the, they're not going to go to the person uh, after it all crashes down. They're not going to go to the person who if you're, handed them the hammer, right? Like they're, yeah, 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 exactly. They're going to be, you know, be there for the person who at least, you know, it seemed like they were trying to help support it. Yeah. Um, which... It's so tough because, like, I really get sad in this moment. I've, like, had friends who have been in relationships that were just terrible for them. We've all been there. Everyone's been there, right? And it's like you so desperately want to say something about it, and Mm -hmm. it's tough. You really can't. There's not an upside. Like, it's because they're never just going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll break up right now. Or they do, (laughs) and then they get back together, and then you're stuck having the same conversation a week and a half later. Yeah. And that's demoralizing. It's just awful. It's like, why did I spend all this mental energy consoling you? Yeah. Because it's not going to, it's, it's just a tough lesson. So um, I thought this episode ended like, um, not like abruptly, but like kind of like uneasy did. feeling. Right? It did. Yeah. There wasn't like a big, you know, happy ending or any kind of satisfying thing. We get one more little bit of Charlie with the baskets and the woman, Courtney talking about how she slept with Derek Jeter and there was real, uh, um, I forget what she said. Oh, Something. she got a Birkin? She got, yeah, she got uh, a, a big uh, old Which basket. is a Hermes bag, which is... Okay. Those bags are like ten to $30,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're major. And, oh, my gosh, you probably don't know this, but it's very hard to get a Birkin. And it's kind of... The process is really funny because you can't just walk in there and be like, can I have a Birkin? Uh-huh. And you can't just walk in there and be like, can I have a, be on the wait list for a Birkin? What you have to do is play the game and you have to start by buying small stuff like scarves uh-huh. and then uh, like doodads, like little accessories. And the sh- the the shop people, the, sh- the, the salespeople, you have to develop a friendship with them. And if you go there enough times, then they're going to invite you to a little room. I'm serious. This is how do you know this? What is this from? The, okay, well, I've known this before TikTok, but like it's well spoken about about TikTok. But oh, I've like known about it from like YouTube and mm-hmm. for a while. So they bring you to a little room, and they are like, "I'm going to present you with a bag, and if you accept, you have to." They show you the bag, then they accept it, yeah, or they you deny it. But if you deny it, then you kind of get back bounced into the back of the line. Oh, no. But, like, you can show, like, your wish list items. But you can be going in there hoping to get a black bag, and they show you a blue one, and then you wind up saying, okay, like, I don't know if I'm going to get another bag if I deny it. I hate every part of this. It's... This sounds miserable. You have to play the game. It's... I don't want to play the game. You have to play the game. Derek Jeter plays the game. Or knows someone who plays the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you think they're, they're letting Jeter in the back room? They're not making him, like... You can get in the back room... Well, no, you can't really get in the back room. You just can't. Derek Jeter couldn't get in the back no, room. No, he can get in the back room. Okay. Yeah, I think he could get in the back room for sure. Um, okay. Yeah, Sid comes back. They're in the apartment. Talks about, uh, you know, they're driving up. He, I did really like this from Sid. He's like trying to find the energy here to go up to the concert, do the old Jesse Expressy. Uh, I, I did like that to see him perform. Jesse says, uh, might be better if he doesn't come. Wants to see the faces of those who actually oh, support him. Oh, this was him. so rough. It was very rough. This was so rough. And then he leaves. Jesse leaves and Sid is yeah. just kind of left there in the apartment. Yeah, and it goes to black. And that, the, that's the end of yeah, the, the fourth episode. It ends very uneasily. Yeah. Um, it starts off, you know, our friends are beefing. Yeah, they're, they're beefing and I think it ends pretty quick. And, uh, you know, we're just going to go to ad really quick and make it really awkward right here. Yeah. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we're back. Was yeah. that awkward? Do you think that was an awkward ad break for people? I think that they can feel how much negative energy is between us right now. Between us right yeah. now? Me and you? We're beefing. We're beefing. What are we beefing about? Probably the grocery list. Probably the gro- the grocery list. You did not like it. We, we did a great job at buying groceries. We I did. Think. We did a great job it was at really buying good. groceries. We're good grocery Yeah, we nailed partners, it. Yeah. We nailed it. Um, season two, episode five. We go to the next episode, yeah. Ride or Die. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yes. Um, Could I be a ride or die for you? Do you want to be my ride or die? I need to know what that constitutes, but maybe. What do you want it to constitute? Basically, I just want, like, first right of refusal for, like, anything that you want me to be a part of. Okay. Do you feel like you are not already in that boat? Uh, Maybe. I mean, you have plenty of friends. Mm, Plenty is an, I feel like, an exaggeration. Plenty of friends. I think that's that's a bit much. Many friends. A couple. Zillions of friends. There's a few. Billions of friends. Okay, I I would be willing. I'd be willing to be a ride or die. Okay. How many ride or dies can you have? Is the question because I feel you like have you already have a couple. Yeah, and I like I don't know if I have like I don't know if I would have anyone that this. I don't mean this in a sad way. It's gonna come out sad. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're I feel like we're go- we just talked about not being like a main character in our lives. <laughs> we're depressed. Maybe. Oh no. Um, okay, well, let's just open it up here. They're I'm interviewing uh, Jesse and Meredith are being interviewed by Sandy Rivers. What a pleasure to see D- Sandy Rivers. Oh, Neither of us drafted Sandy no, Rivers. we didn't. But 
I think, remember when I said, oh, you should draft the taxi driver? Ranjit, yeah. Because I was thinking, okay, who's a smaller character that was a regular so i think that i was on the right you definitely were the right track so um so for the people that can't remember or did not watch how i met your mother sandy rivers was the anchor person that worked with robin at the news the newsroom yeah uh they had a little bit of a romantic rendezvous rendezvous uh that was also i believe the time when ted made it rain um with his rain dance to stop the camping trip that they were going to go on together. Mm. Uh, so there you go. They're interviewing, uh, or, or sorry, he's interviewing Jesse and Meredith, uh, talking about the show that's coming up that's on Long Island. It's a sold out show. Uh, so very successful here. Uh, we also, at this point, uh, you know, they kind of pan back. Ellen is holding out her phone. This is kind of where they're watching. It's Ellen and basically the rest of the group. And they're talking about, um, I was talking about her first band that he uh, that she was in with Jesse. I thought this was like a very cute kind of reminiscent yeah. moment there. Yeah. Um, Charlie says, you know, it's really tough to see the, uh, the Sid and Jesse stuff because of the tension that's there. And there definitely is a lot. Um, and then the other kind of premise here, Valentina's mom is texting Sophie because they are meeting up before the show. Everyone seems to be going to the show. Okay. Save for Sid. So the show is in Massapequa, which yeah. is in Long Island. It's a suburban Long Island town. I didn't, I don't really feel like it's that impressive to have a sold out show. In Massapequa. Okay. I don't know the geography of it all. Yeah. So I couldn't, like, I can't. It's on the island. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, honestly, any kind of, I feel like any kind of sold out show is, yeah. like, impressive now. But it sounds like it's just all of, like, Meredith's inner circle. M heads. Yeah. yeah. All, the, all the M heads. Well, all the M heads and then, like, her, Jesse's friends and. Yes. Friends' parents. Well, yeah, and I don't even think that the <laughs> the parents are going. Yeah. Um, and this is when we go to uh, older Sophie saying that she loved Valentina's parents. Yes. Um, they tried to, um, you know, uh, we see that Valentina's parents tried to set Valentina up multiple times, many times. Parents tried to set her up. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not happy about that. She didn't no. like it. Nope. Uh, they promised not this time, though. Parents setting up their kids, Sarah. Thoughts? Are people setting up anyone in general? I would love, I'll just preface this right now. I would love for someone to set me up with someone. Yeah. I'm all in for that. Not doing that kind of work would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a product. I'm in a relationship um, that's a product of a setup, essentially. Okay. I do think it works well. Not by my parents. I think that... Uh, ooh, I kind of did get set up by my mom once with her coworker's son. Okay. And... How did that work out? <laughs> not that great. Not that great. Not that great. Yes. I kind of wish that my mom gave me more of a heads up about this guy's, like, the goings on. But oh. my mom wasn't a very good wing woman. What... What was what were the goings he on? He was just like going through some stuff, yeah. and like obviously my mom knew because it was her, um, her coworker was his mother, mm-hmm. so she knew. And I just wish that like my mom gave me the heads up. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm into it. I mean, like, why not? I I don't know if like parents necessarily have the same you know list of qualities that you have and i think that it's kind it could be annoying but 
Also, if you close your heart out of people, then you're eliminating a population and possibly your soulmates. So why say no? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. And all the guys that we saw flashing back to who Valentino was getting set up with, they progressively got better looking. They did. They were very attractive, uh, especially at the end there. Um, okay, we go to the venue. Ellen and Charlie are there. They're looking around. Uh, uh, and we see that Charlie has a plan. Yes. Charlie has his steps. He has his plan because yes. he wants to fix Match- the friendship. He's a matchmaker. I love this from Charlie. Yeah. I thought this was so endearing. He wants to fix the friendship. He has a multi-step plan. Um, not the smoothest plan, but it's at least a plan. And I think I can relate to Charlie because sometimes, and I think you can too. Oh, yeah. When there's a conflict, yeah. we both kind of feel like maybe we can resolve this. We can fix it. But mm, sometimes you just make it worse. Yeah. But not you, us. We, we together as a collective, probably we, maybe, it, we probably it. made it worse. Probably. All of it. Yeah. So Or we fixed it. Only time will tell. So um, I do like Charlie's effort. I think it's really cute. I liked Ellen in this scene, too. I love that she got excited about all the snacks. Yes. I think it was kind of adorable because Jesse was showing basically like what their writers were. Mm -hmm. So what they requested. And Jesse wanted sun chips. And it was in a giant wine glass it was a giant wine glass and then uh they had we kind of throughout the episode see different there was like chicken nugget and a fedora yeah, there were m&ms and a beer bottle it was just very unique the craftsperson had a vision yeah. but what's the number one snack that would be on your rider oh my goodness um I, uh, okay, so I think there's a couple yeah. that would be definitely, like, you know, up there. I think that um, sour cream and onion Pringles okay. are just one of my biggest go-tos. You love? Absolutely love them. Um, white cheddar popcorn. Okay. All in on white cheddar popcorn. Um, and then I think I would want to do something um, like a, like some kind of nut medley yeah, Maybe. a trail mix moment. Yeah, like, a, you know, some kind of nuts that definitely have to be, like, herbed, uh, uh, you know. not sweet. No, it wouldn't, I wouldn't want them to be sweet. I want them to be, like, herb, maybe, yeah. like, roasted of some You're kind. You're such a savory guy. Yeah, I don't do sweet stuff, usually. Yeah. Except yeah. for the pies that we have in the fridge. Yeah. But what's um, uh, what's yours? I think I'm, my, the first thing that I'm requesting is peanut butter M&M's. Peanut butter M&M's. Peanut butter M&M's. Yes. Not peanut. peanut. But- okay. Yes, exactly. Sarah, peanut we, while butter we were at the M&Ms. store, they had on sale a big bag of peanut butter M&M's. And really? I almost put it in the cart. Really? And I, if only I knew. Yeah. They're really good. I love peanut butter M&M's. And then I'm probably reaching for some cherry tomatoes, but cherry tomatoes, not grape tomatoes. Not grape tomatoes, exactly. cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes. And the difference of those? Shape. Oblong shape. versus circle. Okay. I like circle. Big circle gal. Yeah, not big circles. I don't want big tomatoes. Small circle gal. Yeah. Big, ch- small circle gal. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, lastly, maybe like a chips and salsa moment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We uh, love chips and salsa. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very fun uh, over there. So we go back to uh, Val's parents. They are real estate people and they are um, just the worst. <laughs> like, I, you know, like it's not like they're not loving parents. They're just yeah. they're meddlers. And also they're very swarmy. Yes. 
Uh, I I use the word sleazy here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're yeah, they're just like they're yeah. kind of like I mean, real estate people in general kind of have this uh, reputation of being like the the guy on the sign at like the bus stop, yes, or like on the billboard, and ha- the pictures like them like with their thumbs up. It's kind of like that. Yeah. That's the vibe. It's that kind of energy for sure. Exactly. So they're they're but they're not. Like mean people. No, certainly not They're beautiful mean. Beautiful people. Very beautiful. Very attractive. Yeah, and they make out a lot. Um, the doorbell rings. Val is already like, you you set me up. Ah, she's getting upset. Nope, they didn't set her up, Sarah. Yeah, they set up Sophie. I thought this was great too. Yeah, agreed. I I have a couple of friends whose parents are like second parents to me. Yeah, and I liked this dynamic in this background that. Sophie really loves um, Valentina's parents. And we know that Sophie doesn't have a relationship with her father at all. And we know that she doesn't have a great relationship with her mom. Mm -hmm. So people who are having those types of relationships with their own parents seek out parental relationships from their friend's parents. And I really liked this dynamic a lot. Um, I liked that her parents seemingly tried to hook Sophie up. Um, and I got excited for Sophie too, because it's like, Sophie needs a new guy, a new nice guy. Yeah. I was getting worried that we were not going to see Sophie with any other guys. Uh, I feel it's been a little yeah. bit. She's been doing other things and now, yeah. uh, now she's back. Yeah. So we of. get this, this new guy. Oscar. Oscar. We get Oscar. Great uh, dog name. Yeah. I, okay. Also a great name for, um, a human a hot man. Dog. Oh, Oh, Oscar Mayer yeah. Wiener. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also could be a dog. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, uh, we're back with Sid, who is alone in the apartment. He is FaceTiming Hannah, who looked exhausted. She's, like, wearing all of her stuff, she's and like she's, like... surgery Yeah. It literally looked like she stopped a surgery right in the middle just to deal with Sid and his loneliness. That's not sanitary. No. I would not want my doctor to no. be doing that. Mm-mm. It's It's terrible. Um, Sid is all up in his head, and then we hear another knock at the door, and there are cookies um, sent by Charlie. Why don't I get cookie deliveries? Well, I think you have to have a big fight with your best friend. All right. Are we? Is that well? It's not. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. start beefing with somebody. Yeah. Okay. So I start can beefing, get cookies. and then when I intervene, yeah, to try and cookies. fix the relationship, yeah. I will send cookies under the premise that they are not from me. But you'll yeah. be able to see through it immediately, like Sid well, does. Well, because we're having this discussion. Because we're talking about it, yeah. Maybe yeah. it won't be cookies. Maybe I'll just send a bunch of peanut butter M&Ms. We'll see. Yeah, he said that he can tell that it's Charlie because the letter sounded a bit British. Yeah, which it did. It definitely did. Um, it was not the way that Jesse would have written that. Yeah. It just made no it sense. It would just be bro. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oscar's flirting with Sophie. Valentina is very jealous. She's um, getting so jealous. She's getting ridiculously jealous uh, over this guy. Uh, we see kind of her talking with her parents, and they are just, they're laying it on pretty thick here. They're like, oh, you know, you're not the relationship type. We've, like, come to accept it. You're in your 30s and not doing whatever. Um, and then also one of my other favorite bits of this episode, uh, her parents not believing that Charlie is real. <laughs> <laughs> he does sound um, like a made-up guy. Oh, this British guy. He's really attractive, really tall. Aristocrat. He, yeah. Aristocrat. Moved from England to just be with me. It does sound a little suspect, but uh, FaceTime's a thing. It is. So 
I don't know. Yeah, they could have just like called him. Oh, you hired this British actor to play your boyfriend. Would you do that, sir? Would you ever hire someone to be uh, like a partner? Like if you needed to get out of an event or something. Or like bring someone to something. Probably. Would you? Yeah. Sure. I would consider it. Why not? Um, we go back to Meredith, who's revealing new visuals for J Street. Uh, yeah, she creepy. has a social media girl. Yeah. The social media girl. I didn't uh, even catch her name. I don't even know if she had a name. Usually assistants. Yeah. It, people like Meredith don't really treat assistants no. as if they have names. Not so, at all. Um, she's kind of in their face and they have to act out a kiss as if it was a natural occurrence. Yeah. Uh, which is. And like getting yeah. interrupted on video fake. It's, yeah. it's pretty gross. Yeah. It is yeah, pretty gross. But I, do you think that this is a sociological uh, way to show how things on social media are not real online? I think it certainly, it could be right. Like so yeah. much of what we see is staged. Like, so, you know, yeah. literally almost a hundred percent of what we see is staged in some mm-hmm. capacity. Yeah. This um, shows genius. Yeah. It's just like Better Call Saul. Uh, I've not seen Better Call Saul. Me either. Should I, we should, do you want to watch it together? No. Do you want know, to do it, the, the double Better Call Saul? <laughs> <laughs> you can't pay me. We'll just, we'll just follow it up. You, there is um, no amount of peanut butter M&Ms that will pay no. me to watch Better Call Saul. <laughs> um, I've heard it's good. Uh, okay. They're, uh, you know, it's all stages like that. They're showing the video, the new video for J Street, and it contains... Just a ton of videos just taken of Jesse all over the place. Yeah. And the proposal fail video. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I kind of feel like Jesse was being a little sensitive about this. Of the failed proposal? I think that it's like... Sarah, it's if this happened, if it's this, out there already. Okay, but then you're like back. Then okay, he's like back with her though. Yeah, this whole song is about him, and the video that we're showing is the same failed proposal video. I guess so. Sarah, if if it something was- this embarrassing happened to you, and I came to you and was like, Sarah, yeah, we have to start every podcast with this <laughs> embarrassing thing because yeah. that's what provides the juice. Yeah, I don't think you would be into okay. it. Okay, now. If this person, if we were making mad money from this. Yeah. I don't know if they're making mad money. But I'm, mad they're, money. they're doing okay. I, I mean. How much money would we have to make for us to start every podcast with the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you? Look, I'm pretty poor and very desperate for my own Birkin bag. Okay. So I think that. 20 bucks. Give me 50. 50 bucks. Yeah. Per episode or just one time? Per episode, I have value. 50 per episode. Okay. Hmm. We're going to have to have something really embarrassing happen to you that we can put at the start That's of a my podcast. my everyday life. You'll yeah. read about it in my memoir. In the memoir. That could be on your armoire. Oh, there you go. See? Oh, I did I'm- it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. So they're, t- yeah, they're talking about the video. We go back to Valentina, who is just like twerking on Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> like showing all these new dance moves, like of getting course. your hips over, seducing her. I guess that's what happy couples yeah. do. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Sophie's very upset because Val is breaking the ride or die handbook. Yeah. To clarify, there's no handbook, no actual. Not handbook, yet. Not yet. But not until she gets. <laughs> she goes to Kinko's. <laughs> she goes to Kinko's. Oh my gosh! The amount of times that I had to go to Kinko's mm-hmm. in college at 
1 a.m. was maddening. Oh my gosh. For, for just to like get stuff. We had to get stuff printed, printed for our like our drawings and stuff. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. We always went to Kinko's. Wow. Yeah. I don't I don't I've never been really? to Kinko's. Now it's just no. called FedEx Office. It's really yeah. sad because Kinko's is fun. We had I only had to do this one time. It was like a our big uh big case report, my junior yeah. year of college. I went to um a place called Mr. Copy. I and, know um, Mr. That's a franchise. Yeah, it's a little Mr. Copy. Yeah. Bloomington, Indiana. Love Mr. Copy. Yeah. Did uh, you find did you meet him? No. No? I, it's just, He's very elusive. It's just some guy. Yeah. <laughs> not, the, not Mr. Copy. Not the Mr. Copy. Just a Mr. Copy. <laughs> no, just a, just a, a copy of Mr. Copy. Mr. A copy. A copy. <laughs> Mr. Copy. Copy. <laughs> um, um, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. That's uh, that was, so this is kind of like the equivalent to the bro code. Yeah, broke exactly. Book from Barney. Exactly. Hundred uh, um, percent. And I yeah. do think that this is a valid rule. Like uh, whatever the circumstances around don't Oscar and Sophie. Don't steal other guys. Well, yeah, don't steal other guys, but also don't do it in this way, <laughs> right? Like I, you know, regardless well, of the circumstances she came of in her being speaking set Espanol, up, yeah. which is an unfair advantage. Is it speaking another language? I think. Well, actually, you gotta kind of use what you can. But I was gonna say. I, I did like the bit that, because this guy, Oscar, asked Sophie, oh, like, do you even know what escrow is? Yeah. And she was like, oh, Google, like, tell me what escrow mm-hmm. is. And then the same thing, like, Google, tell me how to translate. That was a funny bit. I guess you have to use what you can, but it was, I mean, Valentina was playing dirty. Very dirty. Um, very much so. Yeah. I mean, she's very attractive. This would work. This would work on me, um, without question. Uh, I also, the Rider Die Handbook, I hope that that is something that comes back. Ongoing. I yeah. hope they get it printed as well. I hope there's something there. Because yeah. I, I loved like, the bro code reference. I feel like that yeah. was a big thing. Uh, throughout that was like throughout the series throughout the series but then like became a cultural kind of phenomenon a little bit oh totally and then Um, as well as you can still buy the bro code oh yeah which was a how i met your mother should we book write absolutely the ride or die handbook oh yeah i think so okay but because we are ride or dies yes we've decided now the bro code had a lot of pyramids and uh you know very nice drawings yeah we'll have to we'll definitely need some of that graphic design bro proof your home bro proof my home which is in yeah the bro code i don't um hide all pictures of hot sisters moms and first cousins i don't know if this is an issue for us i don't know how many pictures i have in general in my house of other people like that yeah, open all windows. Can okay. we do, I think we could do that. Open the, the bare the bare minimum, we could do that. Yeah, that's easy. Call mom an hour before your bros arrive. So I guess mom Why? doesn't. I guess mom. So mom doesn't call. Uh, I'm not worried about while that. While your bros are there. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, coasters, coasters, coasters. I love coasters. Yeah, I'm very pro coaster. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, there's a little anxiety around. Sign me, out of here. email account. No. No, because you don't. You will never get back in because yeah, you don't know your back. password. I have no idea what the password is. Yeah, 
All right. Well, those that's are it? some. That's how you I mean, there's your... more ways. There's okay. more ways, but I think that that's the fundamentals. Yeah. Okay. I think we. I think that's a you know good start there. I think we could do a lot. This of one's that. a little outdated. Disconnect answering machine. Ooh. Yeah. I don't have an answering machine. Yeah. Do people still have landlines? Do you think? Some people do. Some people because still have you know why? Because it's the three for one special, internet, phone. Oh. And cable. And, okay. So they have the phone still through that. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So we go back to the venue. Ellen's talking to Jesse about the J Street video. This is, again, where I'm going to say I really liked Ellen in this episode because of her interactions with Jesse. I feel like we don't see a ton of that. And right. every time that we do, I think it's good stuff. Yeah. Typically, Ellen is paired up with Charlie, which yes. I do think that I like that they're roommates. I like the pairing, but it's much more enjoyable to see Ellen with other people. And I think that the fact that Jesse is her brother doesn't get explored enough. Yeah. Well, and it did here. And like, I think the scene is really, really good. Probably it might be the best scene. Well, uh, one of the best scenes of the season so far, I think. Um, and, and basically, uh, you know, Jesse tells her that he doesn't, doesn't love the video, the day street video, but also doesn't want to bother Meredith, uh, with his feelings. And Ellen kind of points that out. Um, and she like tells this story that she remembers of Sunny D and the Crazy Straw. Mm-hmm. Amazing band name. It's pretty I, good. Like I, re- I think that's really Sunny D. But will Big Sunny D? Will Sunny D Incorporated come after them? <sighs> it depends how big. I think so. It depends how big you get. I feel like I if think... you're a small time, you're fine. I think Sunny D is gonna be coming after them. What if it's like a, a like a nickname, like Sunny D? Like I have a friend who calls people Sunny Jim, just like. Hey, Sonny Jim. You know what I mean? That's like one of those. So is it... Like not... not. It's obviously a reference to the drink, but like could it... Could you get away with legally? S-O-N-N-Y yeah. space D-E-E. Yeah. Sonny D and the Crazy Sunny Straw. D. Yeah. And the Crazy Straw. I think you could do it. I think it could work. All right. Well, I, I still think... I think that it's going to get cease and desist, but... Probably. Because we're lawyers. Yeah, and we're professional. We do provide professional legal so. advice for a large fee. Uh, Ellen says that uh, he deserves someone who makes his life a silly dance. Uh, I love this. That's cute. This is really fun because, yeah. like, and and not that there was a, ever a way that Sid was going to phrase it like this, but I think that like this to me shows their relationship better than they have in the show before because I yeah. think what it does is illustrate that Ellen knows how to get through to Jesse because they at least have some kind of base connection of this will work, this method will work. Saying this is going to be more effective than the kind of tough love approach that Sid takes. And I like that because it's like very whimsical. It's very fun. It's like make, you know, you deserve to be someone, uh, be with someone who makes your life a silly dance. All of us do, right? Like that's fun. I, yeah. I think we all want that fun kind of stuff. Yeah. When I was at a wedding the other day, I saw like a couple on the dance floor that have been married for a while. They have three children, two of which are twins, and they were laughing it up the storm on the dance floor yeah. and doing silly dances with each other and just laughing. I think that that's the that's the, the way dream. for life. Yeah, like that's the goal. Just have fun with your partner. Yep, absolutely. Uh, speaking of having fun with your partner, Val's parents uh, are certainly having fun. They made another sale on something. Um, they're just making out in the kitchen. Sophie's kind of there. Uh, they stop. Uh, there was like a little bit of where Sophie was like, I, I would make out with either one of you. And they were both in unison. We know. Yeah. Um, Sophie's a little bit crushing. A little bit. On I would, the parents. You know, I'd be too. Uh, for sure. 
Uh, they ask why she isn't, you know, with Oscar. She talks about, oh, you know, Val got uh, super jealous and stuff like that. And then she leaves and is like, this is Sophie's choice. And they kind of stand there for a second. She clearly does not get that reference. Um, I did I, I did like the, the line, though. I thought that was really funny. Um, and then, like, they go out there and they start having this big fight. Yeah. Sophie and Valentina getting into it. Keep if I thought you were my ride or die. They're like, you have to move out. I don't want to see wow, you. Get out of the huge apartment. Fight. It's Horrifying. massive. They even punch. There's a punch thrown, Sarah. Yeah. Have you ever punched someone? My sister. You've punched your sister? Yeah. Like, hard? Or yeah. just like, okay. But like not, recently. not recently. Not recently. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. Not recently when I was a kid. But okay. I don't think anybody else. I don't think I've ever punched anyone. Maybe we can, maybe we can find someone to punch. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, maybe yeah. we can punch <laughs> we'll you. Just punch and then each like other. somehow I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. That's fine if you want to try. true ride or die. true, yeah, true ride, or ride or die. Yeah. So but were you concerned about this fight? No, not you really. You knew it. You knew. I didn't. I, I think that like became increasingly obvious yeah. as it like scaled up. Like they're obviously yeah. not going to move out. They're not going to stop being friends. We're on episode five of 20 of this season. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to do anything crazy here. Um, but it was still very fun. Like, the, you know, it was very performative. It was very fun. Like that yeah. punch at the end was funny. And then they were like, oh, got you. They knew all along. Yeah. This is the type of hijinks and shenanigans that I love seeing. I know. You know what? It it, this, it got very Clue, which I know is yeah. your favorite movie, where, where we kind of go back and we explain that it was all, you know, a, a prank, not a prank, but it was a plan and they did this to set up her parents to make them feel bad that they ruined the friendship and Yada, 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 yada. So um, my favorite part was that Oscar was in yeah. on it as well. They flashback to the, the bedroom scene for the second time. It was just the two of them. And, you know, Valentina walks back in and is like, oh, you know what? This is ridiculous. We Like, we're not doing this. And then they flashback again <laughs> to see Oscar there. And it's just like, oh, it's so funny. And he's like, I'm so excited to, like, be in on it. He was. Uh, and I like, I love that for Oscar, who, you know, ends with the, I'll call you to uh, Sophie. And then she's like, you mean text me, right? Yeah. Don't call. Don't call. You Never call. call. You Never can't call. call anymore. I, I would rather do so, uh, literally anything else. I'd, then call. Then call. There's yeah. no way. Um, will we see more Oscar, do you think? Yeah, I think he's going to have a couple of episodes for an arc. Okay. I don't think that he's the father because no. he wasn't there on... What if he was, though? Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. But Could have been. I don't think that... I think that we'll have a couple of episodes. We'll see this play out a little bit. Okay. I think we're done with Oscar. You don't think we're ever going to see Oscar ever again? I don't think so. No. All right. Well, I mean, you were a good one. You were we'll a go-with guy. Yeah. We love go-with guys. We love go-with guys. Um, yeah, Oscar was very, very fun. Um, then we get some not... Uh, we get a little bit more serious here. Jesse's walking up to Meredith, kind of turns her around, asks about the video, asks basically, hey... Um, this was the worst moment of my life. Can we not play this during the show? Mm-hmm. Marathus just like doesn't really care. No. Um, Jesse's like even just the proposal bit, and she says it's got to stay. You'll get used to it. And she talks yeah. about some kind of eye eyeliner or whatever. No, it's magnetic blind. eyelashes. Magnetic eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the appeal of magnetic eyelashes. It's or so long you, eyelashes in general, so that you don't have to mess with the glue. Yeah, why are we gluing our eyes? It's because you use fake lashes. Why? To because longer lashes, fuller lashes are conventionally attractive. Okay. So you typically uh, get a 
strip of lashes and mm-hmm. you put them on your eye and you have to use eyelash glue and magnetic uh eyelashes are used because it's easier to adjust it's less messy mm-hmm. um it's... i think i'm out on fake long eyelashes yeah it looks too much like yzma from emperor's Your Group. so the, there's <laughs> i i totally hear what you're saying i there's these like really big bushy eyelashes that i don't know become popular with I don't know, Jersey Shore Shore Mm -hmm. folk, you know? Your squad. Not my squad. (laughs) Not my squad. But uh, I think that a good set of fake lashes, you wouldn't know. Okay. You wouldn't know, and it looks good. I feel like, well, and maybe this is just the ones that I've seen. I feel like the ones that I've seen where I can tell, it's very obvious. Yeah. And so maybe whenever I can't tell, it could still be there. I don't know. Exactly. Um, we go back to Valentina's parents. They say they feel terrible. They're apologizing to Sophie. Then, like, the mother apologizes to the father. It just, like, makes no sense. Not apologizing to, to Valentina, um, you know, whatsoever. And basically, they are explaining that, uh, they've had each other for so long. They've been married for so long, and it's helped them a lot that they just want the same for her. And... I, I think this is like a little bit of a struggle for me, a little bit of a reach for me because I don't love this message that we are supposed to come out of this kind of feeling sympathetic towards Valentina's parents because of like this messaging. Yeah. Whereas I think like the message that should be sent here is her parents are supportive of Valentina and the le- whatever lifestyle yeah. she chooses to, to lead, not just the one that like they chose. And so... I don't know. How did you feel about this scene? This was not my favorite situation here. Uh, I think that's pretty evident that, uh, you know, just by fact of her mother not even apologizing to Valentina throughout the process is that uh, they're not great parents to her. And so I think that Valentina is not treated very kindly to by her parents and it's kind of the worst when I don't know if you've ever experienced this but like your parents are oftentimes treat you differently in like compared to like I've had experiences where people were like your mom's great like she's so much fun blah 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 and then I've had like a totally different experience with my mother. And it's like, if only like you were um, living with me, like you wouldn't know that. So it's kind of so interesting that Sophie um, idolizes the relationship and the parentness of the parentness, but the, the parent, her parents, because of what little she has had, Sophie has had, she, didn't get support from her mom. Her dad's been absent. But the fact that Valentina has two parents that love each other and have been together, she thinks that they're perfect parents. Yeah. And it's just, it's pretty interesting to see, like, that is not Valentina's experience um, and how she's treated. And it's kind of, if I was Valentina, I would feel frustrated with Sophie for being like, don't you see like how I'm being treated? Like, why are you worshiping my parents? Yeah. And it's tough because I think that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things here where it's like uh, Valentina's parents aren't 
bad or yeah. like evil or mean or anything yeah. and like they're, you know they're not like ridiculously problematic they just have different ideas of what they want for Valentina than what she is actually looking for and I think that like I've at least in my life I've certainly had situations where like other people are looking in from the outside and, and you know are like oh you know it's not that bad whatever like it's a big over and then I'll like try and explain the situation and they like won't believe me yes because they don't that's like not what they're seeing yes and yeah. it's tough because and they're like, like oh your mom's not that bad or oh the worst is when it's like well it's your mom yeah <laughs> or your it's your parents like it's like okay but you have a good relationship with your parents so how can you um how can you relate to me and be like you know i, I we can get into the weeds all day of this but it's just like I it sucks to experience these things yeah. and then have like your closest friends not validate your feelings about it yeah. because they see it differently than you or they get treated really well by your parents or X, Y and Z. So. I mean, like... Well, there's always that show that gets put on oh, for other oh, people, Oh, absolutely. Right? And absolutely. everyone does it. I don't think this is, like, specific to people who are, like, bad or problematic or yeah. anything. Everyone puts on that kind of show mm-hmm. for it. Um, but it's tough. One of the things that I always say is, like, the mantra of family being the most important thing is only said by the people who benefit from that mantra being, you know... In, in reality, yeah. right? Like yeah. that. The only people that like say that are the people that are benefiting from that status quo being made, not the people that are being harmed yeah. or hurt. And uh, you know, it's tough. And I think like there's there's some of this here that like I certainly resonated with of like her her parents seemingly not being supportive. Like or, you know, earlier when they said you're like you're not a couple person and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that. How did you know that? <laughs> They have, they have no idea. They don't even believe that Charlie is real, right? Like, that's how, like, yeah. un, kind of involved or, or uneducated they are in this situation. Um, yeah. And it's tough because I really appreciated Valentina's response of kind of standing up for herself a little bit there. And then also her having the realization of, like, maybe I could be. You know, maybe there 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 could be someone out there for me, or maybe someone's already been there. I need to go back. Whatever, Valentina and Charlie yeah. are going to end up together. We all know this. It's very scripted. But I, whatever, I'll enjoy the ride there. But, I, I, you know, I, I did appreciate her response. I think I'm starting to like Valentina a lot more. I agree. I think this so, was a strong showing. It was. I think episode. it was. And I, I do think, like, I think that, like, I look forward to the Valentina scenes the, yeah. this season so far. They've been good. I think they've been overall good uh, with, you know, maybe the exception of episode four when she was, you know, doing the same stuff with Sophie. But, like, other than that, I feel like almost every time we've seen her, it's been... Either fun or like a good kind of let's move the story forward a little yeah. bit here. Mm-hmm. I Which agree. Is, you know, been good. Um, speaking of that, uh, we go to Ellen and Charlie. Ellen is like, this plan is not going to work. And then Charlie explains the plan. And Sarah, here is the plan. Okay. Charlie got Sid cookies. Yes. And we, know we all that. know that you cannot just eat cookies alone, you have to have milk. Disgusting, but absolutely go terrible. Okay, that's a terrible line of logic. Sure. Whatever. And if you have milk in your Sid, you're gonna need your lactate pills, of course, <laughs> because that's yeah. the next logical thing. But Charlie has yoinked the lactate pills. Oh my goodness! And for good measure, and no reason at all, he also took the EpiPen. <laughs> Those things cost like nine million dollars, <laughs> and you're gonna steal the EpiPen? Oh my gosh, it's terrible. So. Uh, he needs lactate pills. 
which is going to lead him down to the bodega downstairs. Yes, naturally. Of course it is. Where he will see some of Sid's or, or Charlie's friends' vibrant male friendship, mm-hmm. which will make Sid ache for Jesse. <laughs> of course. Which will send him here. Yeah. Genius plan. How can it go wrong? No notes. That's perfect. No, no, no. Absolutely no notes. It was very thought out. It was It was incredibly we thought out. We could have kept the EpiPen in. Could have kept the, the EpiPen. Maybe we don't it. take other people's EpiPens without telling yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That could have been good. Yeah. We also find out that Ellen is just Ellen, not short for Eleanor. I don't know. That was a big thing multiple times. I don't times. think I was asking that question. Yeah, no one was asking, but whatever. <laughs> Ellen is just short for Ellen. Um, and then, you know, we see Sophie and Val show up at the concert. So we're at the concert. Meredith opens up the show. By saying, it's just going to be me solo tonight. Because Jesse walked out on her. Thank freaking goodness. Good for Jesse. Yeah, we're all celebrating. Good riddance, Meredith. Hopefully. I loved seeing like the crowd reaction of most people being like, boo. You know, they're all up. They're upset at Jesse, right? They're mad at Jesse. And Ellen's like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen was like, me, yeah, yeah like, let's go. <laughs> Which is great. Um... And then we go back outside. We see Jesse texting, kind of out in, in a little alleyway there, um, and, you know, about to about to make a about to make a phone call. And uh, it's Sid. We see or, or, or hear rather the sound of the phone ringing. Um, and Sid walks up, and they have their little moment here. Their little bro moment. I didn't. I didn't write down word for we word. We didn't what transcribe they, it, but essentially. But I have. Well, I transcribed what was said. Perfect. But not what was there. So we start off with a bro. Strong start. Then we go man. Couldn't be better. We go dude. That that was a little too far. Dude was maybe a bit much. Maybe maybe a little much. And then we have a nod. Sure. And then we have the classic guy handshake that every guy knows. Can you know? Can you please tell me when you learn this handshake? It's just by repeatedly doing it. You know, and I'm. I think I'm going to speak for all guys out there. <laughs> yeah, as that you would. Yeah. We really think about not messing it up every time that it happens. Really? Yeah. It's really that I get, conscious. No, like I get it? really in my head yeah. that like I'm going to be the one that doesn't know the secret handshake <laughs> and so like whenever like you know we we met up with like a few there, there are other guys here where we are and i was like very conscious of like okay we well go first you 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 slap it kind of like fake handshake fingers roll up you're together then we go forward then we do the awkward hug in the I, middle <laughs> like one yeah. arm around hands we protecting our it. hearts because we can't expose ourselves too much uh, and they both they both did it. It was like, yep, every guy how, does that. I don't understand how it started, and I don't, I don't understand how everybody knows. Everyone it. knows it. Yeah, but it's girls universal. Girls don't do it. We don't know. No, how. you just hug. You just straight up hug, right? I don't understand yeah. where this started from. I, um, I don't know. And how um, do you all know it? It's very cold. We learn it very young. Yeah, we I just wish that age. I knew because it's one of I think my greatest mysteries. Really, I think it looks. Oh. Admittedly, I, I've heard some criticism of the hug. I I think it looks I have cool. No notes, no criticism. I just don't understand. Okay, do you want us to origins. practice it after the podcast? That way, you can be a part no, of it too. No, because I kind of have sweaty hands, and I don't like the the. The handshake part of it. You don't like the handshake part of it? Okay. Yeah. So that's tough. And I yeah. thought that we were out on handshakes after 2020. Um, maybe. Okay, whatever. I think people still do it. And they, well, I mean, we're back in the handshake era. I think we're back in the handshake era, right, unfortunately. Whatever. I mean, we can practice it later, but um, also, 
I don't know if I'm a dude. Well, there you go. They have that whole conversation. And basically the entire conversation was played out as subtitles. Yeah. Um, instead of like actual words, which I, I think I liked. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, just in general, they, you know, kind of talking about, oh, like this is going to make you know, our, our friendship is deepening and we are like growing closer as people. It was, it was great. Um, then we basically end the episode. Uh, because we go back out there, you know, having the thing, they, uh, talk to, uh, talk to Charlie who kind of explains the situation as like, I took the EpiPen. Um, and it turns out the cookie to milk, to lactate, to bodega, to male friendship, to concert play did not work, Sarah. Uh, it did not. It didn't work. Instead, we had the, the, the actual story of what happened, which was cookie that had walnuts in it. Yeah. To lying on the floor with no EpiPen, basically dying, to emergency services being utilized to concert. Not the plan. Um, Charlie almost killed Sid today. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah. Uh, I think that if you have a friendship, you should probably know what they're allergic to. Do you know what I'm allergic to? Um, no. Yikes. I don't think, are you, I don't think you're allergic to anything, are you? Uh, I'm allergic to penicillin and amoxicillin. Okay, I won't feed you any <laughs> penicillin or amoxicillin. Please don't. Um, I am only allergic to barley. That's the only thing that I'm allergic to food-wise. Okay, there we go. Um, now we know. Now we know. Uh, there we go. And he realized, Sid realized it would be stupid to die on the floor without being good with Jesse. And I love that as the realization. Um... And we end the episode this time kind of on Charlie's story here where his two friends at the bodega are just still hanging out hours I, after Their having. friendship is very solidified. Yes. Forever. And they're like looking at each other's abs, something that only people with abs would ever do. Yeah. Um, Dude bro at the gym and like yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's, that's he talks is what that is. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's where we end the episode. Season two, episode five. I've had my brother. Good episode. I thought it was yeah, a good Yeah, I really one. liked it too. Five was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to see more Sandy Rivers? Do you think that's <sighs> going to lead us anywhere back to Robin? I would love to see more Sandy Rivers. I just don't think it's going to happen. I feel like they use him kind of as a, as a one-time gang here. I don't anticipate a lot more of him. Yeah. Because um, even the stuff that he was in, it wasn't really about him. It was it was more about like the Meredith show. Yeah. Um, so they didn't like give him a storyline to close up or continue or anything. So I think we're done with Sandy Rivers. What about you? Yeah, I don't. Th- I think that we're just gonna get a lot of little cameos from yesteryear. Okay. Do we want to add another person to each of our prediction lists? I s- from okay. Did anybody draft um, Rajit? I think I did. Didn't or I. Uh, because I, I think he is extremely likely. Yeah. It's, I mean, certainly, certainly possible. I don't know if we need another draft pick. You drafted Ranjit. Oh, look at me. Yeah, I have Ted Marshall and Scooter. You have Lily, Ranjit, and Barney. Yeah, I think we're good with the draft okay. picks. All right, we're good there. But I do think that we should anticipate more. I would love to see more. I think that would be very fun, yeah. very exciting. Yeah. 
So some stuff. I think that we are bound to see another cameo from our original How I Met Your Mother cast. Yes. I think Lily is extremely likely. I like Ted and Marshall. Oh, we have to give our other updates. Speaking oh, of speaking yeah, of Marshall, yeah, yeah. we did not just watch the episodes together. We also watched the movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. So you've never seen it before. We I talked a little bit about that on um, Shit Ninety Shows Taught Me a Dawson's yes. Creek episode. Um, I mean, I really like it as like a comedy. I suppose it is a smidge dated. I think like my favorite parts of it are the um mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. is is the vampire musical. Oh, the yeah, vampire! That, that's musical. definitely where you thought that I was going. That's with that. absolutely where you were yeah. going to go. So with that, right? I. I'm always very tickled by those scenes. What mm-hmm. did you think about it? I thought that there was a lot of Jason Siegel's dong. Yeah, I didn't mind. Um, There's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. In the, a lot of it. It was too In much? a lot of senses. Um, it was a lot. It was okay. I thought it was fun. Yeah. It was a fine movie. It wasn't bad. A fine movie. A little yeah. da- certainly a little dated. Yeah. Um, uh, it was uh, what Krista Bell Mila Kunis, two of probably the most attractive people on the planet. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Exactly. There, I mean, there is. I mean, Paul Rudd's in it. Yeah. Uh, Jonah right. Hill. <laughs> yeah. Russell Brand. There's a is it big that guy from Thirty cast. Rock? Kenneth. Yeah, I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah, that that guy. Um, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Okay. Well, well, there you go. There we go. That's the update. Season two, episodes four and five of How I Met Your Father. Overall, pretty good. I liked yeah. episode five more than four, certainly. I thought interesting mm-hmm. stuff with the characters. We now have Jesse back on the table. Oh, absolutely. Ready to go. Unsurprisingly, uh, yeah. Everyone is, everyone is single in the whole group. Single and ready to kind mingle. Of. Because even the person that uh, Charlie was seeing in episode four, Courtney, I think her name was, uh, she's done. She, oh. she slept with Jeter and got a thing, but All right. she's done. Sayonara. Everyone's single. Uh, ready for more people to enter, ready for more relationships. That's what I'm ready for. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even forward. with Oscar. Who knows? We'll see. Only time will tell. Um, any other thoughts, Sarah, as we close out these two episodes? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think that we, you know, really dug in deep. Oh, yeah. I think that I'm very, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more heartfelt storylines uh, where I can really dig into character backstory and um you know they're more like sensitive side or like you know struggles i i don't i wouldn't mind seeing that but yeah. i'm looking forward and we certainly got more of that throughout these two episodes than we did the first couple yep mm-hmm. um so big fan uh and we'll see we'll see kind of where it goes uh over the course of the next two episodes before we get together again uh, but if people don't want to wait that long, Sarah, because they really shouldn't want to wait that long to hear from from all the stuff that you're doing, uh, busiest woman in podcasting, what are you doing these days? I'm not the busiest woman in podcasting, but uh, over, you know, at Shenandoah Shows taught me, we're still doing Dawson's Creek. We had you on a few weeks ago, and then we had your co-host on CXG, Lindy, on, and that was all very fine and good. And then it's Sandra Bullock, Month and we covered speed and we're going to cover practical magic, so all good things. And I am foreseeing a potential new project on PSR for myself in March. Oh my gosh, look so at you! Only time will tell. So many things happening. Yeah, look at it. 
Look at me. All the stuff. Yeah. Uh, very successful. What a ride or die to have right there in Sarah. Uh, I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter at PianomanAdam1. Also, every week with myself, Todd, and Lindy, we are talking about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, so go check that out at 1CXG Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we are almost halfway through season one. We've had some great guests on. Uh, Melissa and Jess and Tom and all kinds of folks have been on. We still have a great uh, cast of, 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 of guests to be on for the rest of the season as well. Um, on Who A, we are talking about Doctor Who with myself, Kevin Mahadeo, and Melissa Woodward. Um, and we're having a ton of fun over there as well. So go check that out over on Post Show Recaps. Um, and then, of course, in a couple weeks, we'll be back. Myself and Sarah, not in the same person, uh, in the same place. Oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. Uh, how was it being in the same place, recording a podcast? Sarah? I thought it was great. Yeah, this was very fun, being right across from you. Uh, never get this kind of energy over um, a call. So this is good. Yeah. We should every single, uh, every, every couple single weeks. time. I'll fly out one time a month. Yeah. You fly over the other time a month. And that way we can sure. build in the same place. Yeah. And then just get back right on the plane. We can record at the airport, actually. <laughs> and then just get right back on the plane to, to go back. Okay. Um, this was very fun. You can find us back here in two weeks where we're going to be talking to season two, episodes six and seven of How I Met Your Father. Uh, but until then, bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.